0: There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work.
1: To accompany the series, here's a few extra details from the police files and the court records to aid your enjoyment and maybe even help you crack the case. This episode is about how commonplace the murder of prostitutes is. It's kind of interesting when you look at something like Jack the Ripper, if you didn't know true crime and you looked at the the amount of coverage it gets, you would assume that that is the only time in history when prostitutes were murdered but unfortunately that's, that's far from true 37% of those murdered in the United Kingdom associated with the sex trade so if you are a prostitute or an escort girl or anything like that it's it's highly likely that you will be a victim of murder but also because of the clandestine nature of the crime uh, clandestine nature of the sex trade um, it's less likely your murder will ever be solved. So it's unfortunately it's incredibly common. It's too more common than any other member of society, except uh, those who are under the age of one. Unfortunately, they are the they are the the category of victim that is the highest. They're they're more murdered than any other uh, section of society. That wasn't even good English then, but you know what I'm talking about. Second is prostitutes, um, and it's kind of tragic in a way that i hate to use the word fallen women I'm, I'm using air quotes around that but no one seems to care about a murdered prostitute you can kind of see it with jack the ripper the way these women have been kind of cast aside and all we care about is their name age collection of injuries and they are really just a prop in order to guide us towards the mystery of who this serial killer could be but it's um in a way when you look at it and you can kind of see that with uh you can kind of see that with the earlier victims of jack the ripper and you can see that the same with the soho strangler as well uh, with french fifi that if her death could have been entirely forgotten about you can see it in the press you get a sense of it they're really not that interested they're they're putting across the basic information because that's what they have to do but they're not really that interested and that's kind of the tragedy of it is that if she's murdered it's almost forgotten and everyone kind of demonises her and says, well, it's her choice. You know, she decided to become a prostitute, which is entirely incorrect. Whereas if she's murdered by a serial killer, she becomes immortalised forever. Why? Why is it that we choose to remember some victims but not others? And I think I, I think, as people who kind of love true crime, it, it's it's kind of important for us to admit that we're responsible for this as well because we make the decision about what is what goes out on television what goes out what is presented in books because if you think about it if you watch something and it's a success it's a success not because it's great it's a success because lots of people watch it a book is a success because lots of people buy it but if we choose not to buy a certain book we choose not to watch something on telly it 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 won't get made a gun again people will go well, that's not going to work is it so we are as much responsible for this so how we digest this information and um the more that we can kind of accept the fact we well, not really accept the fact the more that we understand the fact that the murder of prostitutes unfortunately is all too common and it's not just related to things like jack the ripper the blackout ripper the soho strangler uh, yorkshire ripper suffolk strangler it's not contained into those little bubbles unfortunately it's very very regular um so what i'm going to do with this is i'm going to focus on some other murders of prostitutes mostly focusing in and around london but to show that even though we had the soho strangler and even though there are connections the whole point about the series was are they connected are they not connected? Are we just grasping at straws? Are we really just looking for connections? Why? Because that's what we do. We want to solve a mystery. I know that I'm recording this at the moment and only episode seven has gone out yet. And I know that by the time we get to episode the, episode 10, the final episode, people will go, oh, I don't like unsolved things. And it's like, well life is like that, isn't it? Not everything is Nice, not everything you can put into little boxes. So, unfortunately, with the Soho Strangler case, things just, it, it didn't wrap up. I've taken it as far as I can, but um, the murder of prostitutes, there's so, there's so many, and so many of them are unsolved, but it doesn't mean that they're connected. Um, now, it, if we look at Blackout Ripper, so we've done the 10-part series on the Blackout Ripper. Four women murdered, two attempted murders in four days, uh, horrific mutilation, horrific deaths. I would probably say he uh, it was some kind of copycat of Jack the Ripper. He wanted... He wanted Jack the Ripper's kind of notoriety. Why? Because he was a sad, pathetic man who hadn't really achieved anything. Uh, Why do we not know about the Blackout Ripper? Well, we can see a sense of this through the Soho Strangler in the fact that We were in the precursor to war, wars on the horizon. Uh, If you know your World War Two history, you would think, oh, God, there were certain key moments and that's why the war happened. But unfortunately, uh, a lot of leaders, a lot of generals were spoiling for a fight for at least a decade before. So it was on the horizon. It was going to happen. Soho Strangler was building up to that. That's why the, the kind of the press and the people weren't really that interested in this exciting story jack the ripper era not really a lot going on you've got the birth of tabloid coming through you've got you've got um what you've got compulsory education for everyone including working class people so you've got new younger generation coming through who can read you've got tabloid being created for these working class people whereas newspapers prior to that were more kind of a um Uh, for the elite, I hate to use the word elite, let's just say tosspots, uh, for overprivileged tosspots, whereas, do you know, this was kind of for a a newer, uh, less literate generation, so you had more, you tended to have more headline, you needed to have grabby headlines, you couldn't have really boring long columns with, if you read old newspapers, have a, if you can, have a look at old newspapers, and you'll find there's no headlines, it's all very, very dull, long columns, and I struggle when I do research, looking at old newspapers and go, w- where's the story? Because there's no headlines. It's all just sentences, paragraphs wedged together. Whereas with the birth of tabloid, they started to use headlines, sub lines. They would use uh, kind of break sentences in between paragraphs like they would just say, a jew a black man and you go oh interesting i'm i'm definitely gonna read i'm gonna keep reading that was the whole idea and they'd have drawings They'd have photographs um so um that was jack the ripper that's kind of why jack the ripper re- it, it was the right murders for the right moment it's kind of it was the birth of tabloid blackout ripper world war ii we were full into the blitz um, I think one of the reasons why the blackout ripper isn't known, because the case was solved. If you listen back to the series, it was series of four murders uh, over four days. By the time we got to the Thursday, when he committed his last murder, he was arrested on the Friday. Um, the press only started to piece together things on the Friday, as the police had. So by that point, what can they do? They can't really do... They can't really go, oh, it could be this man, it could be that man. It's They have a man, he's been arrested within less than three months. He had already gone to trial, he'd had his appeal, he'd been executed, job done. And it was wartime, people were moving on. Um, same with Soho Strangler. Um, birth of, it wasn't really the birth, but kind of, we just got the start of television. Television... Uh, The BBC had had a remit to create TV programmes for, I think it was about a year prior to that. The first routine the first regular tv programs were just about to start so tv was in its infancy radio was huge uh, as you've seen with uh, french marie um detective uh, magazines were kind of all the rage around that moment if you look at all the films that are out uh, around the time of the 1930s it's all crime films people love true crime so it was it was massive it was mass media organizations films there's radio there's press there's books there's everything also, by this point, the uh, the audience, unlike Jack the Ripper era, where people let's let's try and be kind, um, people were less savvy. I was I'm not going to say thick. It's just um, by the 1930s and 40s, and there's a real difference. If you watch films of the 1940s to films now, they're entirely different. They're very simple in the 1930s and 40s, uh, but the audience were far more savvy than they were in the 1880s. Um, so audiences were able to distinguish the fact the the difference between when they're being spun a lie, uh, or, or or when they're being led down a path that was, it might not be true, but people love to be entertained. So, um, so it's interesting which cases involving the murder of prostitutes don't let's, let's remember throughout that not all of these women were prostitutes. So I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say women, but, most of these cases are cases involving women some women who were prostitutes some who weren't some who were casual prostitutes as well so blackout ripper we've got that that was a case almost entirely forgotten um john reginald christie 10 Wellington place so that's a fascinating story but again see that's infamous today but it was only really became infamous after the film and after uh ludovic kennedy's book as well so the problem was the same with the same with uh the blackout ripper most of these women weren't reported missing um it only really became famous when the body was found um he went missing and then they arrested him and that's when it started to become really exciting um so because most of the work was done the press really couldn't create a myth around it they couldn't really say here is a monster what could he be like oh he's probably got like jutting teeth and crazy eyes and things like that it's they got a photograph of him he was a, a man He was five or eight balding not particularly attractive you know case closed there he is uh, so they kind of made the most of what they could later moving into the 1960s so that was 1940s and 50s moving into the 1960s we've got jack the stripper uh, jack the stripper is one of those cases that's still unsolved today um one day, because it is in my patch, I am hoping to do Jack the Stripper. But the problem is, the original court records and the police files are still held for another thirty years. So I do put in my freedom of information request, but it's not gonna it's not gonna happen. So. um With Jack the Stripper, we have seven known victims in and around um, Hammersmith area. They they came from Hammersmith, Brentford, Chiswick, Acton, Mortlake, all around the area, all were strangled, um, all found naked in the river thames or almost as um that's still unsolved today uh, most as far as we know were prostitutes as well so um these are all connected and we know they're connected because we were able to uh piece together all of the evidence at the time and say that these women were connected but not all it, it's interesting isn't it it's with the soho strangler you could say yes they're connected because we've got the the correlation between how they were murdered you know nobody saw the the killer go in or out there was no uh disturbance of the room there was no obvious robbery there was no sexual assault um there was a punch to the face first there was a strangulation which didn't appear to be premeditated because he hadn't brought a weapon with him so he used what was available in the room um and there was there didn't seem to be any mutilation of the body with the exception of dutch lair where he got the half kilo uh flat iron and beat her around the head why it could have been anger but it could have been that maybe uh, this is my my theory um because he used stockings with the first two and stockings are very malleable you can do, not that i know this you can tie this tie them around someone's neck um you can pull it really tight it's it, it, uh, nylon's uh, really hold their shape really well they kind of hold the position you could you could tie a knot at the end um as with uh, i think it was french marie it was a half hitch knot which basically when it's tied off you can hold it with one hand and it it, it holds the tension in the neck it keeps it tight so good for suicide but also good for uh, murder as well um but with dutch layer Because it was an electrical flex, and an electrical flex, unfortunately, isn't as flexible. Um, When it was put around her neck, he, he, could be he, could be a she, uh, didn't tie it off. Therefore, it's likely, um, given the fact that there was mucus in her throat and blood in her throat as well, and she was still breathing and probably wasn't fully unconscious, it's likely that she gained some kind of uh, consciousness, started to scream, he grabbed whatever was near the uh the uh, 1 kilo flat iron was it wasn't hers but it came with the flat the landlord had left it there as he'd left many other things uh and that was used to beat her around the head i be- i believe possibly she was trying to scream so uh so i'm just having a swig of lemsip because i'm uh, i've got a bit of a cold coming on as you can probably hear um so so with the with the soho strangler murders they could be connected they might not be connected i think that's what i tried to get across in the episode is not to take everything on face value same with jack the ripper we we talk about inverted commas the canonical five but everyone who has a theory about jack the ripper will say oh well it was this one this one and this one but it wasn't that one you know the cherry pick some people say it was five. Some people say it was three victims. Some will say it was seven. When I used to do my tours, I used to do, I used to say, do you know, Jack the Ripper. There's 106 current suspects of who could be Jack the Ripper, um and he, he killed his he killed anywhere between three and 23 different victims. And each week, someone would say, oh, I think it was eight. Do you know they'd always come up with something different? Why? Because you can kind of, with Jack the Ripper, you can cherry pick, Soho Strangler. Um, they could be connected they might not be connected but there were other murders around that time so in between Dutch Leia and uh, French Marie so 13th of May 1937 Racina Fields over in Islington Green so Islington Green is not too far from where French Marie was murdered it's Half a mile, maybe a mile, which which is you know within walking distance. Uh, Rosina was strangled to death. She was found in a tin box in the basement of a building. She had been murdered by a man called Fred Murphy. That would be proven later on. Murphy had before been charged with the murder of a prostitute in Oldgate, whose throat had been cut. That particular case was discontinued after the main witness disappeared. Uh, for the murder of Rosina Murphy, he was executed at Pentonville. So <laughs> given the fact that she was a prostitute in the local area and she had been strangled was that connected? Was it not? I mean I mean we've got Dutch Layer there's differences there with her being beaten around the head so why is uh the other victim being uh, having their throat cut? Why is that not connected as well? It could easily be. Um one of the cases that I've I'm hoping to bring to Murder Mile soon is on the 22nd of February 1932. Dora Lloyd over in Maida vale. She was a West End prostitute and she was strangled in her own flat. Uh, I'm still trying to get the um, the original court records of that. It's proving a, a little bit problematic. Um moving into the 1940s i think we, we still have some more 19 no nope, all in the 1940s uh, kathleen higgins again this is hopefully coming to murder miles soon last time i went into the archives i booked out this file was very excited look looking forward to piecing it all together i had done my research in advance the file is missing really annoying uh, kathleen higgins was found in winfield house so that's regent's park uh, so not too far away kathleen was found strangled with a scarf her nickels her knickers lay on the lower part of her legs there'd been an attempt at sexual intercourse before the attack kathleen could only be identified three days after she was found um let's not also let's also not forget uh if you go back to episode eight and nine rachel annie fennec alias ginger ray at 46 broadwick street that was uh 26th of september 1948 so late 1940s and interestingly with with ginger ray uh with uh, dora friedman who we're going to mention shortly and rita green uh, and margaret cook as well who we covered as well um I was going to put this into the soho strangler case and originally anyone who came on my really 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 early murder mile walks back in the back in 2015 2016 the original early ones because that's where i pieced together all of the the early part of the soho strangler information that went on the tour that was in there but originally in the late 1940s Uh, the press started to make a connection between another series of murders of prostitutes in and around the Soho area, and they said, oh, the Soho Strangler returns, oh, it's really exciting, so uh, Ginger Ray was there, that's 26th of September 1948, Uh, Dora Friedman, Russian Dora, her file is still held, uh, myself and A member of her family have been piecing together bits and pieces over the years so building a file but there's not enough for an episode uh she was murdered 5th of september 1948 so three weeks earlier uh rita green uh also known as black rita at 42 rupert street so that's just south of archer street where uh, uh french fifi was murdered that was the 8th of september 1947 just a year earlier um and then a year before that, Margaret Cook on Carnaby Street, which we covered, I think that's episode 13. So um, the, the press said that these four murders were all connected. And unfortunately, they said um, this is the return of the Soho Strangler. And ooh, it's meant to be really exciting. Problem is, Ginger Ray was stabbed to death. Russian Dora was stabbed to death as well uh, with a carving knife Uh, Rita Green was shot in the stomach Uh, some people believe that she was uh, a police informer uh margaret cook again she was shot so um not really a soho strangler really is it which is why that why the story failed there wasn't really a hell of a lot going on war was over people were trying to get their lives back together there was still rationing going on people wanted a bit of a distraction but also by this point people weren't that interested in murder anymore murder and sorry if my uh blowy nose annoys people um <laughs> interest in true crime only really seems to happen when we're at a relative area of peace in the world when we've when we kind of need distractions from our everyday dull life whereas when you've world war ii when you've got death on your doorstep surrounding you day and night you don't want to come home and read about true crime i know right now someone is going i would you wouldn't because why because we're living in a time at the moment fingers crossed a uh, relative peace but if war were to come as as in world war Two, as with the blitz where every day you don't know whether you're going to leave your front door and get blown to pieces you don't want to know about about death and murder but when you're living in a a, a period of freedom fantastic Do you know we, we can absorb all of this gory gory true crime why because it's escape it's escapism but there's n- nothing escapist about uh, waking up in the morning and looking at a neighbour's house and it's been blown to bits and you can see their body parts scattered in the back garden. So, um, yeah, <laughs> Russian Dora uh, murdered her on Longacre over in Covent Garden. I'm hoping to come and do this at some point. Dora was stabbed to death. She was found partially clothed lying on the floor with a carving knife in her heart and an electrical flex around her neck that had been pl- uh, pleated. Uh, Police also found a fingerprint on the knife. I'm really hoping to get to this episode. Um, Another one. Unfortunately, this is another case that's held its... When was that? uh, Almost... Eighty-five years ago, was uh, Rita Green, uh, Black Rita, on uh, Forty-two Rupert Street. Uh, Rita was shot in the stomach and chest, and was found in her flat. She was fully dressed. She died at Charing Cross Hospital. Uh, there are many theories as to her death, whether she was a police informer, um, or. Um, there were links between her and the Messina brothers. And this again was going to go into the Soho Strangler case. And I know your brains are probably fried from the Soho Strangler case because it was, it's a complicated case and there was a lots, lots of uh, red herrings and loose ends and threads throughout the series that are kind of, kind of quite exciting. Um, I actually took out, uh, big pieces about the Messina brothers and the Vasalo gang. And the Messina brothers and the Vassalo gang were uh, Maltese um uh, gangs who actually took over from the French gangs. So the nineteen thirties nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties basically prostitution was ran ran by the French gangs. Uh by the mid nineteen thirties you got that you got the Maltese factions who are turning up. They're quite bloody and ruthless. They're pretty much fighting and, and getting the uh the French gangs out so people like Red Max, people like Roger Van, they were on their last legs. Yeah, the Maltese gangs were coming in. Um, you may think this is an old thing, and it's like, uh, oh well, that's how it used to be. Unfortunately, not. It's it's now. It's the Albanian gangs who run the uh, prostitution rackets. Um, it's fascinating when you when you live and work in and around Soho because um, you don't read a lot about it in the press. It's almost like it doesn't exist. But everyone in Soho knows knows they're there, and you you see these black mercedes fleets of black mercedes kind of uh four by fours racing through the city they go right through the the um the uh uh the traffic lights they don't give a crap it's it's the albanian gangs, and there's nothing you can do about them it's kind of too powerful unfortunately or in the pocket of uh someone who knows i think it's more likely that isn't it um So we got Margaret Cook as well, Uh, 10th of November 1946, she was shot, we did that episode about the guy who claimed uh, that he'd murdered her, I think it's unlikely that uh, he did murder her, we've had no update on that, that has been almost five years now, Uh, he had terminal cancer by that point, he was in his late 80s I believe, so he may not be be alive anymore uh unfortunately the um uh, police file is no longer available it's been pushed back because of the potential court case that would have happened um december 13th 1944 evelyn hatton over on duke street in mayfair um she was a prostitute uh in and around piccadilly she was strangled to death her flat door was locked and she was found inside lying on her bed fully dressed in her outdoor clothes she had a silk um A kind of a silk scarf knotted and tied around her throat and her feet had been bound together uh, with a sheet from her bed. Her handbag had been rifled. Um, I'm still desperate to get this case done. This is one of the ones that I'm really interested in. Unfortunately, it's a bit of a problematic one because uh, the judge involved in the case made a couple of changes that are slightly controversial. Therefore, the file itself almost... almost. i'd love to know more about what it is one day i will get to it one day i will get that file and then i'll be able to tell you all about it but i'm struggling with that one at the moment um 29th don't forget this is not all the prostitutes who've been murdered this is just a small sample that we've got in and around the kind of the era and me saying why aren't they connected uh 29th of july 1942 mary mcleod uh, over on uh fleur-de-lis street in stepney east london uh, she was strangled to death, found lying in a be- bed, covered in an eider down, only her face being exposed. Uh, there were bloodstains on the pillow. Um, and there were signs of a boot or a shoe had skidded through uh, the blood on the way out. Um, a gentleman called Thomas Bragg was charged with her murder but found not guilty on the trial judge's orders interesting we already have a murderer in murder Mile called thomas bragg um 90th of may 1942 Jean stafford over in bedford place in holborn now she wasn't a sex worker but she was strangled to death with her own summer dress her jaw had been broken and she'd been left naked on her bed except for her bra uh, when the police searched the room they found there was no money and thought that robbery might be a motive see that's similar to the soho strangler case you've got um a, a punch to the face the jaw to un- make them unconscious uh the lady has been strangled using something of her own uh and then no money is found although how as mentioned in the episode how do you prove if a robbery has taken place do you know how, if someone looked at my wallet now they go oh my god he's been robbed there's no money in it but I haven't carried money like actual paper coin money since, since well, since lockdown, since first lockdown. And someone may go, "Oh my God, these!" Oh, they've taken all these credit cards. But I don't own credit cards. I only own one debit card. That's all I own. I don't own. I don't have loyalty cards. So my 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 wallet is empty, pretty much. So it may look like I've got I've been robbed, but I haven't been robbed. It's just a, that's how I live my life uh, so it's it's so it's it's kind of fascinating in a way um into the 1950s um when I was doing a search for kind of more of the Soho Strangler like I did I did searches through all the newspapers search for Soho Strangler and came up with uh 1st of October 1952 in the Daily Herald a Soho Strangler who left fingerprints was being hunted by Scotland Yard last night he murdered here we go again an attractive blonde well she's attractive therefore that's the reason why she was murdered uh he murdered an attractive blonde in a flat in charlotte street soho now did you notice something that's wrong there for uh, purists will say charlotte street isn't in soho it's in fitzrovia fitzrovia you got soho then you cross over oxford street and then you go north that's fitzrovia they're two very distinct places but as you can see what they try and do is because because no one really knows fitzrovia it's like if you were to say to anyone in scotland or canada or whatever she was murdered in fitzrovia they would go where Whereas if you say Soho, instantly you think in prostitutes, you think in red light district, you think in crime, corru- corruption, gangsters, Do you know, it's all there, isn't it? It's all very exciting. So, um, uh, yeah, uh this, uh, lady, she had been strangled with her own pajama cord and then been a heavy blow to the back of the head. Postmortem showed that the killing had taken place, uh, just a couple of nights before, um, As predicted in the newspapers, it said last night, two coloured men were being taken in for questioning. It was the early 1950s. It's it's the start of the wind rush. It's the start of what would become uh, the race riots as well. So as mentioned in uh, Murder Mile, when we talk about villains of the day, you have when you look at the kind of villains in the press, you can kind of see if you go if you go mid 18, 1850s you kind of got the Welsh. Sorry for the Welsh people, uh but the Welsh people coming into Britain taking take, coming into England taking an English job it's like oh the Welsh, right? And then the Irish come in, kind of the late uh eighteen hundreds, and the Welsh going oh that's disgraceful. So are the British because the Irish are here, and then and then when you get to the fifties, it's wind rush, and then so that's the new villain and. Uh, uh, as I mentioned, 1930s is a kind of everyone going, oh, the Jews, although everyone seems to blame the Jews for everything since time immemorial. Uh, 1970s, you've got people going, oh, boo, the Asians. And then 1990s, you go, ah, boo, the Eastern Europeans. And now we've uh, gone, now the Eastern Europeans are going, ah, boo, the uh, Somalis. Do you know, there's everybody has villains of their own era. So to um, so 1950s, it was very much uh inverted commas commas, oh a black man or that's as it's a a colored man um now even with this article as well so the daily news this was titled the pajama cord murder i'm i am hoping to cover this case at some point in murder mile again unfortunately this is one of those files that um every time i keep trying to get it out of the archives it is it is redacted to hell it's like it's not like i can just look at a couple of pages and go oh they've taken a couple of lines out of it this is the whole file is not there it's it's it keeps being put back but uh 1st of october 1952 the pajama cord murder you see the press are trying to make something out of it if you tag a line to it the uh the soho murders the soho strangler murders the Whitechapel murders jack the ripper this they tried with the pajama cord murder you need a kind of a quick line that kind of gets people's uh, memories to go ah yes pajama cord murder um underneath all the information at the bottom of the page they said five mysteries five five murders in the Soho area since 1946 with a woman the victim in each case are unsolved they are Mrs. Francis Mizzy, a 26-year-old strangled in her flat. That was uh, Wardour Street. Uh, Mrs. Margaret Cook, a prostitute aged 25, shot in a passage. That was Carnaby Street. Um, Mrs. Rita Barrett, Black Rita, a prostitute aged 30, shot in the staircase. Uh, Mrs. Helen Friedman, Russian Dora, a prostitute aged 50, stabbed in her flat. Mrs. Rachel Fenwick, Ginger Ray, prostitute aged 41, stabbed in her flat. So, even though the press aren't saying these are definitely connected by by saying these are all the other murders that you've don't know about instantly because we're an audience we go i wonder if they're connected why because we want to make connections it might not be one killer it might be multiple killers it, as we know i think off the top sorry about that off the top of my head uh francis mizzi was murdered by her boyfriend who was a seaman uh as in a sailor not as in Something that swims around in a man's testicles. Although you never know. Uh, Mrs Margaret Cook is still unsolved. It was believed to be one of her punters. It allegedly was meant to be that man in Canada. We don't know whether it was. Rita Barrett. There was meant to be a sighting of a man with a, uh, an attaché case and a hat who was seen. Although we don't know who he was. So that... Oh, rain's really coming down now. Uh, so we don't know who that was. Um, Russian Dora still unsolved uh and rachel Fennick again if you listen to that episode i managed to pin it down to hope you can hear me over the rain i managed to pin it down to two people one was a maltese pimp unlikely it was him the other one was a uh a civil servant who was knighted by the king two years later and therefore his he was found uh that night two streets away drunk couldn't remember where he was he was uh, his uh, face was covered in blood he had key marks in his face and everyone always said that whenever ginger ray would get attacked like most prostitutes she was attacked regularly so she knew how to handle herself but she she also was smart enough to know that um Because the police would dismiss her and say, well, you know, you shouldn't be out, you shouldn't be out tonight, you shouldn't be prostituting, uh, and would dismiss her information, she would find a way to make sure that she could identify the man, therefore she'd have her keys with her and she'd uh, scratch at his face. Uh, He had those same marks. He was found in bed with a prostitute in Kilburn later that night, although he denied it. Uh, The police interviewed him, and because he was a civil servant and a very uh, respected and wealthy man who uh, two years later would be knighted, they said, uh, a direct quote, I don't know why it's still in my head, he was a man of good character, and they let him go. (sighs) Utterly baffling, utterly baffling. So, yeah. Oh, so um, I mean, this is just a snapshot of prostitute murders in and around the Soho area, pre the Soho Strangler murders, post the Soho Soho Strangler murders. There's lots, and it, most of these ha- haven't even been covered in uh, a Murder Mile yet. Even today, I, I was uh, covering a case of a uh, 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 Polish Joe polish joe uh, which will be coming to um, murder miles soon as a two-parter um interesting case i'm not going to give away too 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 much but again murder of a prostitute in and around the local area they haven't connected it to other prostitute murders could be connected might not be connected most likely isn't connected but this is the thing why do we connect them why do we feel that we have to connect them why is it that we only remember certain prostitutes if they're connected to a famous murderer? But everyone else, fuck them. Fuck them. We don't care. We don't care about their name. We don't care about their injuries. It's their life is not worth us remembering. No one's going to write books about them. But if they're connected to someone famous, suddenly we have to remember them it's kind of tragic in a way and I, I know i know that people will go well the reason why uh we're interested in the serial killer is you want to bring kind of justice to the victims lives but that's not how you do it the, the way you bring justice to the victims lives is by researching their lives properly telling their their life story in full with compassion and as truthfully as po- possible d- dismissing the serial killer and just going look he's clearly a coward he's clearly an asshole we don't need to care about him but no one's going to do that why cuz people want people want excitement they want serial killers it's exciting you don't want to believe that a serial killer is oh you don't want to believe that um it's four independent murders by a series of dull tragic men who are complete cowards who have attacked a woman because They wanted to have sex with her. They hadn't got enough money and therefore they are upset and drunk and felt that that was their only way out. That's most likely to be the truth of it. And uh, that's most likely, unfortunately, why a lot of prostitutes get murdered through drunkenness and arrogance and also also by their pimps as well. So it's one of those tragic stories that will keep going on for as long as there is prostitution and um, pretty tragic. So the only way through it is to ditch the myths, stop creating monsters and treat the victims with respect. If you enjoyed that, there's more to come. Your regular episodes of Murder Mile will return on Thursday the 27th of April or a few days earlier via Patreon.